to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I am your host, Wabbits, and joining me today, as always, are the two beautiful co-hosts, Combo. Hello. And Lizira. Hola. So today, uh, we got some stuff for you. But first, you guys got anything in your week? Probably not, right? Just like real quick. Uh, Just assuming I have no life. I mean, come wow, on. Yep, yep. Your life is like moving, isn't it? That's that's it. What? No, we're not moving. We're we're chilling. That was the whole update last week. Where you ain't moving. I know. No, the past two weeks have been moving, and <laughs> that's true. I'm so happy. That's true. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. Any any updates? Uh, from, uh, combo? Oh, okay. Go combo. <laughs> I, I, am I expected to have updates? I don't think so. No, I guess so not. No, I guess not. No, no, nobody. Just, just to get into like a little bit of a talking phase, you know. <laughs> sure, man. To, to have a little bit of us, you know, being able to have a conversation beforehand. I don't know. Man, this I is like totally it. like when the teacher in class like goes, ask students, wants some engagement, and the students are just, yeah, like, yeah. It's just silent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going still for. asleep the whole time. <laughs> They're still waking up. Uh, I like to say that I've. Uh, I've now found a whole area with a whole bunch of trails that is like within walking distance of me and I'm super surprised. Uh, but it is enjoyable to find out that this existed and I've lived here for ever and, uh, I've never seen this place, but now I have trails that I can explore and hike and it's kind of funny because I did not I expect this. So it was, it's so happy for you. <laughs> yeah. It's very nice. It's very nice. Um, yes. Yeah, that that's oh, and and I had a uh, interview today actually. Uh, oh, interview! Yeah, so for a high school supply teacher, so we shall see how that goes. But it was all online recorded stuff, so it was interesting. Yes. As it always is right now, uh, so that'll be kind of fun. Hope for some updates in the future. Me and a uh, callback to last week. I started reading the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, so. you're doing better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you may be talking about that on a different show if wow. that ever comes up. Um, and that's pretty much my week. So nice. I'm sad. <laughs> Which coincidentally uh, is probably going to be the name of this episode. Ayo. All right, keep going. <laughs> uh, so for our announcements of the week, uh, we have a tournament coming up. So this is the first announcement. We will be doing it. Uh, most likely on Saturday the 23rd at around 8 p.m. EST. Um, we, we're not going to say what it is yet. We're just going to say that that's the day and probably the time uh, that we're doing it. So that's two weeks from now, uh, two weeks Saturday. So if you do want to participate in the tournament, uh, come out. I think this will be the serious one. Am yeah, this is a that? big, big boy, serious one. I think this was the one, uh, and that's why like, we're not announcing a theme. I, I still got to kind of play around with the actual, like, settings is the word comes to mind, but like the format um, of it's like the idea that was given. I think I talked about this on the podcast or is that that or mechanically mediocre? One of the two, but um, that's uh, it was relentless. to give me the idea of doing a, cause we've done a free agent tournament before, but this time I think we're going to do a twos tournament with like a salary cap basically. Uh, and so Ooh. your team is set to a, an MMR cap that it can have. So if you're like an 1800 player, chances are you're taking a, a rather lower ranked player in with you, but at least it gives the opportunity to people to still, play with their friends but their friends have to be on obviously under a certain threshold of the mr so i think that's what we shoot for so we'll see um and, and yeah i think it'll be fun so we'll give it a try yeah okay so uh we'll have some more like actual nailed down stuff for you next week um we're trying to be aussie friendly with this one so that's why it's at 8 p.m est uh but you know we'll figure out actual times um and all the nailed down uh information for you next week and then we'll have the uh, thing in two weeks so. I, I just like to say uh, this is nothing to do with Dominion status and 
I, Wait, what? I, so, sorry. Uh, I, I was hoping Combo would enjoy that one. Um, oh. And the fact that we're like getting the Aussies over the EU. Yeah. Uh, keep going. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like how you had to explain that a little bit, mostly for me. So thank you. Um, <laughs> I think that's all we have for announcements today. Is that correct? Uh, combo, just just so people know, I think you were saying that Mechanical Mediocre might be... Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good announcement. Yeah, that's probably something I should have been on top of. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're moving to uh, we're gonna move to a bi-weekly, so we're not going to have an episode this week. Uh, we we love the show. I want to make that as clear as possible. Like, like, we really, really are enjoying the show. Jared and I generally have a blast whenever we do it. Um, but as we tend to joke about anyways, which is now a little more serious, um, we honestly are just lacking content. Uh, so it, it's that we are... I, I this is more me and Jer I think falls similar um, is that we'd much prefer quality over quantity and so as much as we'd love to bless your ears with more podcasting uh, we it, it's just off season RL you know like there's not a whole lot to talk about and like there's not a whole lot of things happening and uh, so definitely please keep sending us content ideas like like the show is not ending by any means but we're gonna have to bi-weekly probably until I would say RLCS starts up again because at least then there tends to be drama or things going on or big plays or or things that can produce at least some larger topics to talk about uh whereas right now like where we we've covered basically anything we thought we could talk about of last rlcs spring series generally just gets covered here and so what else can we realistically cover that would be valuable and so that was the the decision we decided to make so we're sorry but uh that's that's where we're at right now yeah so so what i'm hearing from this is one day we need to bring jer onto the uh, this show (laughs) i think he i think he'd enjoy that Some people would enjoy that. Um, <laughs> now nah, we all love Jer. Jer is amazing. And uh, probably if anybody needs to take a break for a week, uh, like one of the us, us three, the main cast, then Jer will probably be filling in for that week. And that's actually a good idea. Um, so I think that's all we have for announcements then. I'm a- actually correct this time. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's do it. Okay. So let's get into um, Beginner's Corner, where... Today, surprisingly, it's a it's a Wabbit story thing. Um, Wabbit, you still so, play this game? What? I actually still play this game. I, I didn't know either, but, you know, sometimes I do. Um, uh, so what ended up happening uh, over the past, I don't know, like ma- month or so, was I dropped down to C1, which we talked about uh, a little bit earlier um, last week. And trying to play, play down is something that's, you know, hard to do. And so we talked about that and gave our own ideas and what to do with it and this is a little bit of an update and my own personal uh experience in doing uh what i said i was going to do pretty much um so what i i ended up doing was playing the uh much more aggressive uh front man one man trying to be in a place for uh for passes be in a place where i can push to be be in a useful place rather than uh taking it slow and trying to dribble and uh, do basically the flake style. Um, And this has actually helped me a lot. And I've gone back up to mid C2 right now. I haven't played too, too much, but both days uh, that I actually like played a fair bit and wasn't just, you know, playing friendlies and uh, in-house and whatever. um, I pretty much went on giant win streaks and won like plus 10 ish games, Um, maybe plus eight. Let's, let's say on average. So doing like, pretty well right now uh sitting mid c2 almost back up to to c3 and almost happy with that but the thing that i found to be the most helpful um at least in terms of actual changing play was uh being in a position or 
not necessarily being in a position to do things, but um, thinking about like very actively thinking about where the ball wants to go and where my teammates want the ball to go and, you know, the best spot for the ball to be and trying to be there before the ball gets there. Um, so what I, what I mean by this is if I see myself uh, or if I have challenge on a defense um, and then I, let's say, whiff the ball or get a bad 50 or something like that, and I end up landing around the mid boost, what I'll uh, usually do is either stay there or cut across to the other mid boost, um, trying to open up a passing lane to, to be able to get out and, you know, escape this, uh, the pressure that the defense is putting on and all that, instead of just instantly rotating back and creating a line that combo was talking about in, uh, who was that? I think that was Kitty's replay you mentioned, um, that you noticed the other team was creating a line in the back post. And so just start rocketing shots in the back post and, you saying that kind of made me think oh i actually do that a fair bit do you watch my um, reviews <laughs> no you mentioned it in the podcast last uh, week <laughs> cool nice yeah, yeah so it was a little offhanded comment there and i was like oh you know what i should definitely stop doing this and be in this position to get out um and be in a position to do things that are aggressive and not just you know be in this natural rotation that's kind of um mind off <laughs> like I, I always thought that i was thinking like a lot about it and being like okay i'll dribble here because there's nobody coming and blah 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 blah, blah. whatever annoying stuff um but what was actually happening was I, I wasn't looking at my team i wasn't uh thinking about what had to happen i was just thinking about what i wanted to do um and thinking about what has to happen and where the ball is and trying to be effective in the play and create a play um with with your team not just by yourself is just that has been the main thing to give me all these wins so that's part one of my little story <laughs> you guys think part one i like it uh yeah um, man that, yeah. that's uh that's what i tend to describe to a lot of people as like what a like off I, this is a horrible way to describe it but i, I literally just call them gc rotations instead of that Fair. the unfortunately and um for those who like maybe haven't heard me say this this actually might come as a shock um of that uh i i very firmly believe and i don't think i'm remotely alone in thinking this that uh i people unfortunately will build um, what later become bad habits by by following very, very good habits for rotation in the platinum through diamond, honestly, through champ range of that mm-hmm. uh, up until I'd say about late champ one, generally, and like I, I flash, I think you've said this more than any of that, like just rotating well and hitting the ball well will generally get you, <laughs> get you up to like plat and obviously it's much more complex as you get higher and higher and higher, but at its core, it's the same thing. It's just still rotate well, fast with good hits and generally intentional touches would be kind of my big other like um, hints to throw in there. Once you're getting to that champ range of like, not just hitting the ball to hit the ball. And why I call them GC rotations is because the second you start playing at a higher level, Obviously, if if our goal is just to hit the ball well, intentional, and rotate well, if the other team is also doing that perfectly, what are we going to get? We're just going to get a, a more zero. or less, literally, a mistake-free game at the highest level. Let's say it's perfect pros who never make mistakes and they're just stuck in this. It's going to be a mistake-free game that never changes, that just constantly throws the ball generally into the corners of the other team who are rotating around blocking while the other team is rotating around offensively trying to also pump it into the corner and pump it in the middle. That is truthfully how we teach new players how to play the game um how we should continue to teach new players to play the game i I definitely would never say otherwise but it is unfortunately and i found this myself it is one of the hardest habits to break later and that's why i'm happy to hear that you're like you're really starting to put some effort into this uh webs because the 
it is such a hard thing to grasp. And honestly, more often than not, the players that I work with that are hard stuck in C3, this honestly tends to be the, the, the key that opens up the door, right? And like, yes, it takes some time still. It takes some extra effort, takes some mechanics, like stuff like that. But that alone is, and I think it's much more rewarding to get there like organically, just speaking for myself. But obviously, that's why a coach exists is to help with that. And so I'm happy that my little passing comment was able to help you think about that a little more. And it, man, does it ever open up the, the field way, way more when you start getting it well. And it opens up the field tenfold when you and your teammates are getting it well. And that's why I really want to kind of emphasize that of like even like i haven't played much i've been playing a lot of hoops recently just to, for folks who are i think i've said that recently a lot anyways uh and still i'm playing a lot of hoops i'm like we're like a, i think i'm like 30 mmr off of gc right now like we're we're, we're getting there it's like we, we get like jared and i get like 15 to 20 each time we play generally uh but i haven't had as much time to play uh hoops in particular uh recently but anyways the uh what i was saying with that is last night literally late last night uh cruncho myself and jared played some threes just for fun um we were playing like generally 16, 1700 games. Uh, and that was funnily enough, how we were still winning games is because the three of us play such a chaotic rotation just because we played so many hours with each other that we always, even despite them not following standard rotating rules, I know where they're going to be that we had, like I, I saved, I think like 10 gift your game clips last night. And we probably played less than 10 games of just like six man passing plays with three guys on the field because that's all we go for. And that's all we're ever looking for. And so instantly when we're playing literally 1700s that are still rotating well, and they're unfortunately stuck to have to rotate well because they're solo queuing, which is the big part there, right? Which is the big difference. Cause obviously how can they trust if their teammate is going to cut or not, or little things like that. Whereas we have the advantage with comms at that higher level. Uh, we were just absolutely dominating teams with passing and it's just so easy when you get there and it's, but the the hands down the hardest part, and this is a very long winded way to get there, is that that change in mindset. Because like Wabs, how many hours do you have? I think I have a thousand. Yeah. So I find most people into the C three area tend to be at the that a thousand mark, right? Like that that's a pretty I think that's a very solid standard. Like you're doing very well if you're at C three with a thousand hours. And if you have let's say maybe 800 hours of very, very conscious, like focus on rotation. Imagine trying to break that, right? And I'm, you're dealing with that right now, I'm sure. And and that's hands down the hardest part is that you, like at, at your peak of Rocket League, it should be organic and un, like unconscious and, and, and being able to play without having to put too much thought into the little things like positioning, rotation, stuff like that. It should be more thought into your mechanics, your shooting and passing intentionality. But it, it takes up so much of your mind space to have to think about breaking that rotation because it feels so wrong um, that it, yeah, it's, it's tough. So I'm happy you're bringing that up. This is like literally, uh, in my opinion, probably the furthest from a quote beginner's corner that we have because the, the one thing I will give is this caveat is like, please don't try this too early. Like it, you're just going to lose a lot of games if you try this too early because people aren't looking for it and people aren't going to be ready this has to be either you're doing it with a team and you can talk about it or you're in that i would say maybe c1 is where you really should start experimenting with it um no lower than that maybe diamond three if if you get some good teammates but yeah that's my rant Mm -hmm. i i'd like to uh thank combo for uh justifying that i'm just simply my rotations are just so ahead of the game in diamond three that that is why i'm losing you know that's why you're losing yeah yeah. you're just (laughs) always thinking you're you're playing like g2 when they're all playing like uh like plebs right (laughs) <laughs> exactly dude exactly um no but but more seriously i think i think the one of the hardest things and it's it's funny that you bring up like playing against gcs who are in solo queue is that um i think a lot of times like you almost rather l- 
I think a lot of people almost rather lose trying to make something happen um, than lose doing perfect rotations and then like your teammate misses one ball. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think that's probably maybe the struggle that a lot of people have as to and why I find like there are times where I, well, like I'll get really frustrated because it's like um, you know I'm I'm doing that perfect back row. A post rotation right and then the game is perfectly tied and then it goes into overtime and then losing that game really sucks right because you you spent all that time technically playing perfectly but you know no neither of the teams really tried to force the issue at any point um that being said as soon as you force the issue then you're opening yourself up defensively right um so that's why i think it's it's so difficult because like you don't want to overdo the like you don't want to just hit the hit the ball and like be the center of the tension during the game just for the sake of it because I think you know go go full monkey um, because I think it tends not to go well especially if you don't rotate back post um, but uh, yeah I, I just I just I just think that's interesting how like even in GC these solo queue players were kind of forced to do this back wrist rotation because mm-hmm. they have no you can't really trust the teammate or you don't even have the comms to to, to do otherwise right. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess I guess the only thing that I could say to that as well is if 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 you are going to cut if you are going to turn if you're going to going to cut rotation make sure there's a, there is someone back and usually at the lower levels you'll see it actually like you'll physically see that someone's staying a lot further back than usual right and if you see that person further back then feel free to cut and then as opposed to oh no there's no one behind me I'm just going to run run back to my net mm mm-hmm. mhm the and like even like adding on to that the I, i'm happy that the example you brought up wabbits is the first example i tend to tell people to kind of play with as well is that if you so if you're on if you're in defense specifically if you're stuck in on defense even if you're boostless and you are the number one you challenge into the corner or maybe just like off to the, the side of the net um you maybe like get a good 50 maybe it pops in your corner or something like that um always if you're not already always switch into ball cam if you want to start experimenting with this see about just take even the half second to see what the next challenge is going to look like. Maybe they took a bit of a, the, the team you're playing against took a bit of a wider rotation. And now your goalie, because of your 50 is going to have a much easier time winning that ball. And it's not even gonna be a 50. It's going to like, he has a beat. There's no reason then to rotate back post right away until you see what his hit is, right. And to see what that, what that touch is going to be, because honestly, more often than not, if like, if you're picturing yourself right now, if you're listening, you're picturing you're in net, you go for the challenge, you land, let's say it's on the left side, you land on the left wall. As you're rotating around, normally, maybe you get the mid boost, maybe you just circle on pads and you're going to circle all the way back to that back post, which is on that right side. If you don't think about that, that ball is still going to be on the left side following your 50. Your next goalie, there's a very good chance that where they boom it is probably also going to be the left side of the field. That's just how rotations tend to go. So if you're already on that side of the field, aiming downfield and their hit is like strong enough that it leads you, you have now started a breakout at the height of RLCS. In, in whatever rank that you're at, right? And, and which is really cool. And so that should be your first step into trying this. And like Flash does it well of that, like you you can get burned still. And even at the GC level, like you still have to commit to that back post because you don't know. Um, and and I can, like, I, I it's funny. I So I haven't solo queued threes since probably season seven or eight, I would say. Uh, and so last night by accident in the middle of a game, I'm sure you guys have <laughs> had this before. I got kicked from a party in, in the middle of the game. We forgot to rejoin the party afterwards and I was party leader. So I queued and by the literally second that they realized that I wasn't on their party, I, I had joined the match. So I, I ended up in my first ever in a long time solo queued threes game at like 1650. Uh, and which is not something I've played in a long time. So I was not prepared for this. Uh, and so we go in one, 
little hype of myself. Uh, I scored a ceiling shot flip reset at, like 30 seconds into the game. Uh, I was so hyped. I was like, of course I do this with randoms and I can't do this with the boys. Yep. And I said it when I did it. They're like, yeah, right. And everything. So I had to save the gift your game to make sure. Um, but uh, we ended up the same, that exact same thing. I didn't look for a breakout all game because I didn't know what my team was going to do. Every single time I was like, mm, got to go to the back post, like, got to go to the back post, got to the back post. And we won the game. Don't get me wrong, but we won it on like three solo efforts versus their two solo efforts. And we won three, two. Uh, and there was no like major playmaking. Whereas then the second I get back in with the lads, we win like six, one against people like a hundred MMR higher than us purely because we didn't have to fall back into this mindset. Right. And that's why I, I'm being very intentional and in saying our MMRs, because like I said, this is not something to play with too early because this is a, it's like any skill you learn when you're learning it, you got to learn the basics first and then you start to add in the little audibles and the changes and the, the unique play and the innovation. You cannot just dive into this because you're going to lose every single game you play because teams are going to be like, why is he in their end of right now when we're supposed to be cycling back to net and they're not wrong. Right. And so that's a huge thing, mm-hmm. but um, no, like yeah, flash zero. Uh, Jeez. I think that's a, a huge part of uh, what it is. And that unfortunately with solo queuing, it's much harder to get these, but there is no harm in trying that. That first little example I gave of when you finish your challenge, maybe spend that extra half second. If you don't see pressure to wait and see if that ball comes to you. And just like that, now it looks like you're getting these big breakouts when you're a solo queue team, which is quite cool. Uh, and, can really start to feel pretty engaging um uh, yeah i would say as well and it's, it's kind of cool that we brought this up um and this speaks a little bit to our conversation last week but uh i i i would say that if you are winning the game then there really is no reason to ever break your standard rotation you know what i mean because i feel like if you already have the lead then it's on the other team now to kind of put the pressure and break this you know in theory, very good defensive play by, by rotating defensively. Um, and so what, what I try to do is if I'm ahead, then that's especially when I'll be like very, uh, almost like by the book back post rotation. Cause there is no reason to force the play. Right. Um, it's mm-hmm. when I start falling behind that I find like, okay, like, let me try cutting more. Let me try more passes into open field. Uh, you know, uh, which I find is like, definitely solo queue is like sometimes the riskiest play just like a pass into the in front of the net you know what i mean because it's like it's either you know one of your teammates is ready for it jumps and you can get a nice goal right and the defenders don't expect it or the defenders perfectly expect it and then they have a free shot or break the other way right um but yeah the the the, that feeling of like i wouldn't try and like try breaking from rotation if you guys are already winning the game right um if if the tide's already swinging in your favor when it kind of starts swinging the other way that's when you can be like okay um do we need to change anything or or can we like hold out on this game kind of doing what we've been doing where um, where i agree is 100 like as a as a coach specifically i put a lot of effort into like time-based decisions and score-based decisions like that that's a very very important thing to me um my only comment though is that honestly sometimes the best defensive play that i find that this i can make and again i i cannot say it enough that this is you need to be rank specific here and see if this is within your wheelhouse or not um of that is um, honestly generally at the highest ranks uh when you see 
pressure being held is when teams are stuck to the set rotation, right? When they're just circling around and cycling back post every time, maybe getting a couple pads and that's it, right? And then that's where you really start to see pressure mount. Uh, and so more often than not, when I find when I'm playing or coaching, when my teams are able to relieve pressure, it's because we go for this breakout, but it's only a two man. And that's the, this is where I, I'm happy that you brought this up because this is like the little audible you can make of that. You, we, the exact same play that we've described several times now in, in Wabbit's case. So you, you end on that sidewall, like I said, maybe left side. My goalie goes to, to hit and maybe there wasn't pressure right away. I am still going to stay there, but my my single and only goal is for when that ball comes to me to just hit it as hard as I can downfield because I probably don't have boost because the nice thing about this play is that I'm only adding momentum to the ball. So between the two of us in this one very, very one-two quick play, we are generating the same amount of uh, like power on the ball as if we had 100 boost with a good half volley and tons of time, even though we don't. And so that tends to be, I find at the highest level, the easiest way to, to relieve pressure is just getting that quick clear because now we can all spread out, get some boost and, and, and reset. And generally, we're not going to get possession from it because that third man didn't commit for the g2 style breakout that i'm talking about but that's the whole point so um like i said I, where i agree that you you do it always 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 will be safer to just rotate back post and it's just the the classic defensive play um as you start to experiment with this i also encourage to start experimenting with it doesn't just need to be offensive like i truthfully i'll be very honest i think we use this more defensively than we do offensively at least when i play because our style uh, that i i kind of i think I'd, i had a big hand in developing at Brock and the, with the guys that I play with is we we like playing like the old flip side kind of style where or like even not current but like just before current uh, vitality where we really like just sucking in all the pressure making them waste a lot of boost until <laughs> they they can't commit uh, getting that quick breakout and then generally even when if it is that two-man passing play generally the offensive team doesn't even have enough boost for me to just hit it into their open net even though I was also boostless which is quite cool and so mm-hmm. there, there is a lot of ways to experiment with that but uh, no like, like I said like where I completely agree it's always safer also, I don't want to limit people's availability for, for making these these really cool and, and innovative uh, defensive <laughs> plays. Yeah. You'll have to laugh. I What's very up? much agree with that. Um, and the biggest reason that I agree with it is because um, I'm not quite sure that going back post every time is actually the best or is that actually usually a good defensive play. Because if you're doubling up, up on back post, you're just wasting time and you'll likely cause a double commit. Um, well, at least if you're in, not in theory, the person like if the person knows that you're like the second, right? The person in the middle, mm-hmm. if they know you're rotated back post, they should start moving, right? Um, I think it yes. becomes the yeah. worst when they don't, and you're both just sitting at that back post, not knowing. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the issue with that is that like this perfect rotation also assumes a perfect offense where they're going to be rocketing shots onto the uh, at you guys like at full speed, um, at the same speed that you're t- rotating around. So if they're taking it a little bit slow and like you. Uh, no, start to build up a little bit of uh, a backlog in this in this perfect rotation, then you get a little bit of an issue there where now you're doubled up. Um, so it yes, it's it's very good to to go back post, um, but it's not always the the play, and that's what I'm I'm trying to say there. What you're trying to um, say is the Rocket League is actually just a candy machine, and we're all just <laughs> slowly turning, trying to jump out. Yep. And then you're waiting for that time where in the vending machine, there's two chip bags filled right next to each other. And you're just, you're like, okay, if I press this button right now, I'm getting double, both the, double the money. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> the double commit is the two chip yep. bags falling down. Yep, that's that's what you're looking for. Just a little bit off. And then over time, it, it builds up. Um, that's actually a really good analogy. I like that one. Um, I, on the other hand, absolutely hate it. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, 
I wanted to go back a little bit uh, to one of the, I think it was Combo's first response to my little spiel, um, where you mentioned that like you're really happy that at this point I'm going to that rotation where I'm recognizing I can do that and stuff like that. Um, but I find it really funny that uh, when I was playing in the, uh, the Brock team, I was always playing this play style because I was forced into the uh, forward position and the one man and the aggressive player and whatever. Um, and I've talked about that before, but I don't think I've ever really done... Before I say that, um, what I always end up, up doing uh, in casual uh, games and if it's an in-house and stuff like that, what I'll always end up doing is going back into this uh, aggressive and uh, you know nutty play style where it's like I always want to hit the ball and I'll always be forward. And the reason for that is because I want to get clips. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's it. That's the entire reason. And that's why if you ever play with me in, in uh, casual and stuff, it's like I've, I cut all the time and I do not care about trying to like play it seriously because it's it's casual. I just have fun with it. Um, uh, but in my actual play, it didn't like I recently re- uh, realized that this play hasn't actually slipped through. And that um, I was always playing that's super defensive. And even though in all of my essentially natural tendencies, like all my natural tendencies tend towards this aggressive player, for some reason there was something holding me back and saying, no, play slow, do do your dribbles, catch the ball, possession, stuff like that. Um, And I just find that really interesting that like I I had this uh, dual play style where it's the aggressive player and the not aggressive player and Essentially, it came down to comms, um, comms and how much I cared about the game, <laughs> which uh, was, was a little bit fun. And that's where I want to get into part two of the story, um, which is the little bracket I have in our notes, which is mindset. And the reason that I have mindset here is that specifically um, the reason uh, or what ended up happening. And I don't know if this is my mindset affecting my play or my play affecting my mindset or some mix of the two. Um, but what ended up play, uh, happening all the time is when I was playing this uh, very defensive position, uh, possession-based game and going for the ones plays and all that, um, what my mindset would always end up going to is a pretty salty uh, mindset. I was like looking at my teammates' mistakes and being you know, critical of like, uh, my teammates are pushing up too far and now we just let a goal in. Meanwhile, me looking back, back on it, it's... Uh, I took the ball too slow, so my teammates didn't know where to be. So then what ended up happening is a weird rotation of we, we left it open because I took it so slow. Um, but in this forward, uh, like the, this one man uh, play style, I was my mindset was a lot better. I wasn't actually watching my teammates mistakes. I was watching what they were doing uh, in the positive sense, being like, OK, if he hits it uh, to me where I think you should hit it, um, then I'll just get a goal. And then. I don't know, sometimes he hits it to the corner. I'm like, okay, I'll just rotate back into into a new position. Um, and I was perfectly fine with this. And I don't think I got salty once, except for like for you know people throwing and whatever. But that, that happens a lot in Champ 1, just a side note. <laughs> um, I got three games in a row. This is a little side tangent for that. Three games in a row with people uh, just straight up throwing and stopping play. And I I was so mad. They were on the enemy team every time, so I was really lucky with that, but I was so mad because I didn't want to play the game. <laughs> um, but back to it, uh, the mindset like where uh, just playing this different play style very much helps me to um, 
have a better mindset and not be so so salty and not like you know be the be a little bit um you know angry at the game and have more fun with it and stuff so i I don't know if it's the play causing the mindset or the mindset causing the play and stuff like that but i don't know i just i found it really interesting and try and if like if you are getting salty maybe you should be switching up your mindset or switching up your play and maybe that'll fix your mindset a little bit and then find your style of play that makes you happy don't (laughs) don't just find the style of play that you're good at (laughs) and also if you uh you know, if you find yourself constantly in a bad mood, uh, maybe you should uh, not play ranked for a week. I think that actually helps. <laughs> That's probably true. Especially, I, I've noticed now that now I'm playing a lot more, uh, like a lot more ranked play. It's very. I think like the ability to tilt actually is like greatly increases. Like I, I also think if you only play like a couple games. Uh, a week you'll be a lot less tilted than when you're playing a lot more because the idea is because you're playing a lot more you're like oh I'm gonna um, oh I'm gonna rank up so quickly you know what I mean you're looking so far ahead Mm -hmm. and instead when you should be like no I'm playing a lot more games I should probably use this time practicing because playing a lot more ranked games isn't necessarily gonna make me better just gonna you know anyway Mm -hmm. yeah it's a usual spiel just do yourself a favor, and and if you do have more time, don't just spend it on rank because I think you'll tilt yourself off the face of the earth. At least I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really uh, all I got on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Combo, do you have any um, master experience of playstyle changing your mindset or stuff like that, or no? Is that just a completely personal thing of me being weird? No, no, no like I, I. I... I like that we're talking about it, but it, I, I do think it is very, very overtly personal, right? Like it, it is something that you really got to kind of play around with. And um, if there's anything that I'm probably not the most, uh, the the best to speak about these days is like competitive mindset for Rocket League, uh, as I'm sure many know. But uh, no, I, like, I, I think you guys covered it well. Like a, a huge thing for me and uh, Liz, you already covered it, is like breaks with tilt, right? Of like the, at the end of the day, and I think I've said this before on this podcast, and I, this is a message I enjoy saying often. Um, we got to remember it's a game. At the end, like realistically, <laughs> like it's a video game. Uh, and so, like, have I sunk thousands of hours into it? Of course. And like, does it piss me off often? Yes. And but do I also have like big moments of like joy? A hundred percent. Like like some of my like favorite moments in recent history have been Rocket League related at lands or things like that. Right? Like um, have been awesome. And so uh, at the end of the day, like if you're finding tilt or like if you're if you're let's say struggling with like changing play styles or trying to to meet maybe what the current meta is or all these different things that that are at, at its core so small in comparison to like what we actually focus on and what we do in this game um ultimately you just got to find whatever keeps you enjoying the game right and so for me at my kind of my peaks of competitiveness um breaks didn't tend to do it for me because i always found myself just going back um anyways because a lot of the games that i was playing just didn't give me that same feeling right like i didn't get the same um kind of elation that I, that I got from doing well in rocket league so i found instead it was changing the way i play the game so trying out things like hoops or trying like playing boomer mode with friends play i read like a couple months ago it was juggernaut i was playing quite a bit like on and off and like all these little kind of more fun casual game modes whereas like i hate casual i think casual as a, as a concept and rocket league is just unfortunately very poor and i've complained about it before where it's like why am i still playing like pros when i'm trying to play casual like well, like i all like casual games are honestly more sweaty than ranked games recently um 
which is like really annoying to me. And it's like, I can't queue a flagile, uh, flagile, I was going to say a casual <laughs> game with Lazero um, because like, like, you know what your casual MMR is Lazero right now? You like know? 500. Yeah. There you go. So like if you and I play together, like we're only going to get like 2,500 like MMR people. And so it's like, you're only going to be playing 1800s in casual and like, that's just not fun. And so it's at its core, like that game mode really pisses me off because I I think I I don't have a way for it to work better. Like I don't have a a suggestion, unfortunately. And I I hate criticizing without suggestion, but um, that's why I, I tend to lean more towards like the extra modes. Whereas like, even though they're ranked, I don't really take them seriously or like the, uh, uh, playing like custom games with mutators, like all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where my, my, my mindset conversation tends to come in. But yeah. Cool. Okay. I think we're good there. Um, want to move on into the competitive scene? Mm-hmm. Whatever you want, hosty boy. We're moving on to the competitive scene. Okay. So first off, we got the new big Johnny Boy tournament, um, which is actually really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know all of the details uh, i think combo you probably know more than me yeah so do you want to take this away sure uh so there there it, there's a lot to it i i'm probably even if i think i explain things right i might still complain explain things wrong um but there is basically a closed qualifier uh for the main event uh and so all of it is very different the prize pool is quite large it's a 50k prize pool um so the qualifiers uh are basically it's funny to register for for it you need to literally tweet johnny boy um to register you save to tweet your roster at johnny boy so if you're curious about rosters you can do one of two things you can either follow um i think Wikipedia as of like this morning just made a page for it that you can follow the the qual the currently signed up teams um or just follow johnny boys twitter and you'll you'll see what teams are signing up um i'll quickly tell you there's not that many so i'll tell you who is uh in na we got space station 72 pc uh charlotte phoenix affinity and uh susquana sonics and then in europe we got solary sandrock gaming the clappers and canyons uh, that are currently all signed up so i'm sure all the big boys still will but uh they're probably looking at some uh rosters the reason that they're looking at rosters uh is because of the format and this is very exciting and also very timely following the most recently uh recorded mechanically mediocre where we really jared and i went on like a nostalgia fest talking about uh gold rush where a lot of the formats were like teams were built and they had to do like 3v3 and 2v2 and the 1v1s and like all these different styles and that's exactly what uh, the fusion rl tournament is going to be um so johnny boy is going to be hosting it and uh basically how it'll be working in the qualifiers is that the double elimination best of five top eight teams qualify from the the quals um for the main event uh from both regions uh and then the basically what it is is teams can feel so they you're signing up with a four or technically five man roster if you count coach uh, count for coaches um your series format is uh in your game one it's a 3v3 uh so you'll have three players playing in game two it's a 2v2 so you have two players playing any of from that played previously and then in game three it's a 1v1 so you'll pick whoever your best one's main is um and then in game four it can be a three two or one v one uh based on the losing team's choice so whoever's losing the series two one or three oh if it gets there technically um and then game five it's the other team's choice uh so it'll be pretty wild seeing how this all runs uh and uh, i'm very excited to see what it looks like because like i picture uh like some of the teams like you just use cloud nine as an example for instance of like imagine so you get cloud nine versus let's say g2 and then uh so you get the full squads and then game two is like nappers in chicago versus like gimmick and squishy and then game three maybe they do um 
what's it called? Maybe they do like gimmick and then like Rizzo. That's probably not what they would do. But um, anyways, that's what it ends up being. And hands down, the coolest part of this entire um of this entire thing is in the actual tournament format. When we get there, uh, it's same thing. So same kind of same format. And, uh, there's, uh, it's basically points that are associated for all these different types of brackets. This is sounding so confusing. I know that I roll with me here. Um, what's really fun is that you can actually change your lineups mid series, which is the one big thing that they added that I've never seen before in a tournament like this. So if let's say we have the, like I said, squishy and gimmick playing together and maybe squishy is having a really off day. They can in like game four could put torment in there and, and, and he could cover up instead, which is really cool. And like that really, really interests me. Um, so I'm super, super excited. And so that's why in the different will be when we are in the main event, it's instead of having one bracket where each game is a different style, like a 3v3, 2v2, 1v1. In this case, it's going to be three separate brackets. So a 3v3 bracket, a 2v2 bracket, and a 1v1 bracket. So you'll have three technically Cloud9 teams playing in each bracket, but they can switch in and out those players as they see fit for whatever, however the day is going, which is really cool. And so I'm super excited to see what that looks like, right? So I'm super excited to see how that ends up looking. And so, um, yeah, so that's how it ends up going. The... um, the qualifier for both regions is May 21st, May 22nd. Uh, and then the actual tournament uh, is then the May 25th to 31, uh, uh, 31st, 31st uh, for uh, NA, and then June 1st to 7th uh, for EU. So uh, very, very excited to see how that all rolls. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping all the big boys sign up. Uh, I'm sure we could see some teams that maybe choose to sit it out, but uh, it's, a, it's a pretty thick prize pool. So I'm sure we'll see uh, a lot. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a lot more excited for that after I heard what the real format was. Mm-hmm. Um, having three separate brackets is going to be absolutely insane, but that's going to be so much fun to watch. Oh, and then uh, the last thing that I forgot to add um, is that I don't, I'm, I could be wrong, but from their website, it does not look like OCE teams are allowed to participate. Um, but the what they did say for other regions is that Sam will obviously compete for in the North American qualifiers, but they'll have to play on NA servers, um, which I'm sure most of them are accustomed to anyways. Um, and then like Middle East and stuff like that is, is playing in EU. So um, we'll see if they let OCE play in EU. I, I kind of hope they do, but uh, I haven't heard otherwise yet. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I'm just looking at the prize pool thing because I'm on the website and kind of I love it. Yeah. So you um, get if I didn't make it clear enough, I'll just kind of repeat it that you get points based on how you finish in the bracket. So if your if your team finishes first in let's say the threes bracket, they get 17 points. Second, 11 points. Third or fourth, seven points, and then the rest don't get any. So like you maybe win the three v three and then come second in the one v one and then maybe don't place to the two v two. Then just there you get 28 points total. And so then the final prize pool is distributed based on uh, the point distribution. Uh, and there's no tiebreaker is what johnny boy said on his stream of that if you're if you're tied at let's say fourth with points you get the fourth amount of prize pool so a split between the two so okay yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. so like fourth for instance the prize pool for fourth place uh, in this example is 1500 bucks so both teams would just get half of that each Mm -hmm. yeah that's really cool um i was just looking at the, the the prize pool possibilities and since there's three brackets with the overall standing uh there's a prize pool both for your position in each bracket and also for your position in the overall standings. Mm-hmm. So if a team absolutely dominates this and gets first in everything, they're get they're uh, ending up with nine thousand. A nice juicy nine grand. Team. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of insane. This is uh, that's that's kind of kind of cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I'm on this little tournament thing. Um, obviously, we know a whole bunch about the threes. The threes are going to be standard. The ones um, has its own entirely different. Uh, 
seen to it pretty much. And those who follow it know what, what to expect. And, you know, there's, there's a very set ranking. But for 2v2, there's not really too much. And we don't have any idea what the meta is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I think we see a lot of substitutions that, in that tournament, for sure. I think we see a lot of, like, ah, sure. oh, they're not vibing today. Let's throw on him kind of thing, right? And go from there. Yeah. And I'm just very excited to see what ends up happening with that. Um, and I'm also wondering if people are going to be doing Spanish kickoffs. Uh, I, just for anybody who doesn't know, the Spanish kickoff is when you have one person on the side, yeah, on the like corner kickoff, and then one person in the center. The uh, person on the corner kickoff goes for the ball, fakes going for the ball, cuts down, and tries to demo the uh, the person cheating. Um, yeah, the person on the other team that's cheating, so that the ball ends up going back to his uh, defensive person. That person gets a free goal because now it's a 1v1 with no boost. There's no nobody in net. It, yeah, it's just terrible. Do you feel and my pain trying cool. to explain situations now in some beginner's <laughs> oh, corners? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I understand. <laughs> Um, so it's a kind of gimmicky thing uh, that people don't really like to do. Uh, and like most people know that the kickoff exists, but most people don't do it except for, from what I know, Spanish players. Um, so I'm wondering if because this is a competitive thing and not just ranked 2v2s, uh, if the Spanish kickoff will be a thing. Um, and also if people will be playing it like uh, they currently play uh, the 2v2 format um, in competitive ranked stuff where instead of doing um like trying to play it like a twos game they'll generally play it like a threes and just play it like without having that extra man so um, i don't know there's a whole bunch of stuff that's up in the air it'll be a really wacky meta at the start and it might figure itself out by the end but i'm very excited to watch it yeah okay yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) um so for the second little bit of uh, Rocket League that's happening, um, competitive Rocket League that's happening. We have the RLSS Europe, or, or we had that over the last weekend. Um, and any big games? Doesn't look like it. <laughs> I mean, RLSS, well, I'd just like to talk about Endpoint, man. Uh, oh, yeah. They really surprised. They had Metsonoris as a stand in, um, mm-hmm. and they were just like. F- balls to the wall demo heavy uh hit the ball demo run like it was just it was very pk yeah for sure. so it was a mad madman uh, that was the most demo chasing i think i've ever seen um and it worked man because i don't think teams were were playing around it per se so mm-hmm. it was it was quite oh they destroyed fcb's like slow style with it right like you could like the, their their play style will be decimated by that play style and i loved it it's fun to watch um yeah so i i definitely recommend it uh like those games at the end point uh were great uh what happened at dignitas in the finals can you tell me uh come <laughs> tell me uh no man our vitality is just too good man they're they're way too good the i was uh i was listening to lawler's stream uh following it and uh, i think he worded it really well where he had said that when he looks at and like he's a he's a dignitas like not fanboy but like that they're his favorite for anything in in europe right now um and so he picked them as favorite in the tournament and and still picked them through the lowers bracket lower bracket until he watched rv endpoint um <laughs> and and he had said that he was like there when you look at like 
most of the best teams in NA and Europe, they tend to have one, maybe two like big game changing players, right? Of like, when I look at, when I look at G2, it's like, it's Rizzo. Like Rizzo is the one who will create goals, create opportunities. Like he changes the game for the better. When I look at like Dignitas, like that's Astral. Like Astral is so mechanically uh, adept of above so many players in Europe and the world that he's able to create these situations. But then when you look at, vitality literally all three of them at any given moment are the, the game changer that fairy peak will will do this like crazy really really clean solo kind of ones low 50s play that will generate a quick pass or, or, or a quick goal uh then you get alpha who is who is alpha and, and can do literally anything i i don't watch a lot of I feel like I haven't watched a lot of RV recently and obviously just because off season and stuff, but um, man is alpha good at flip resets and the creativity <laughs> that he has throughout. And like, I didn't get to watch all of the spring series, but I watched some uh the highlights and I watched a couple of VODs of some of the bigger matches and like he, some of the just disgustingly creative goals that alpha is pulling out with flip resets is just unbeatable. And then Kate op just being arguably one of the best strikers in the world, obviously one of the, the conversationalists for the goat status. And like they, that team, when they are rolling, they can't be touched in my opinion like they they are hands down the best team in the world and whereas i just don't think they have the consistency yet maybe this is their uptrend right maybe this is where they they really do pull it together again but um no i, I think dignitas started underestimating the canyons realized like oh like that was bad boys like let's bring it back together looked phenomenal the way through i thought they still looked okay in the the uh, grand finals but still rv is just man they can create situations out of nothing and and get the very few but needed goals from it it was kind of how i watched yeah mm-hmm. dude uh, i i think honestly it was i felt i felt the finals disappointed honest from a watch both times <laughs> um but and otherwise yeah uh, no, I agree. But, I, I think EU went better, in my opinion. Uh, I think it, there was a little more fun games. I thought Mouse really uh, impressed me uh, in general. They, despite them not having a, a phenomenal run, um, I thought they're they're kind of finally starting to come into their own a little bit, uh, which was really nice. I thought they looked phenomenal against RV, uh, other than like one bad game, and then they kind of lost it from there. But uh, I thought they looked really good against uh, what I would consider, like I just said, a pretty unbeatable team right now. And then even against Dignitas, like all of their games were so close against Dignitas. Each game could have went either way. And like I, I think if not Dignitas, they could have easily made it to the grand finals through that lower bracket. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. My only other um, big uh, kind of <laughs> notable mention. Uh, boys, come on. I didn't really watch the last one. I got to okay. talk in this one. <laughs> my big notable. And so I'm, I'm going to say this. This is going to be the my like hot take um, for moving forward is that the Clappers, despite, like I said, not doing phenomenal um, in terms of the actual record, I think that there is absolutely zero doubt in my mind that they are an RLRS team next season. And I have zero doubt that they're an RLCS team in two seasons. Uh, they... In the just, I don't know how much you guys know about them, but they're they just, I think, two or, or either their full team or two of them just came of age, um, like literally a couple weeks ago to, to compete for LRS. And so they really, really surprised me. And just from watching that, I, I have absolutely zero doubt that they uh, make RLRS and win RLRS moving forward. So that's a scary team. If yeah. they're all that young. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're very, very, and like they, they are honestly to me looking a little bit like the not, not play style oriented, but they're looking like what PK did where there was a young team with a new ish kind of style play style that was just surprising the big teams. And I, I really felt that of that. Like I said, I think most sports looked phenomenal. And if they played most of any of the other teams other than like RV and maybe Dignitas to start, I think they, they actually win that first match and, and make their way through. Um, 
but no, they, they, I was really impressed. They, they look super solid. So that's my kind of hot take. I think they're going to look very, very, very solid moving forward. I'm, I'm, I'm getting cool. that feeling when we were watching, uh, birds and bees and, uh, um, mm-hmm. the the peeps before you know what I mean before they kind of broke out into the RLCS, um, you know maybe maybe the clappers are going to be like them. That'd be that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely a team to watch and to watch out for. Um, but going back to the mouse, uh, they're the only team that took even two games off RV. Um, uh, combo. True, do you want to say that little rumor that could? possibly be a thing yeah um speed was streaming a couple days ago and uh, i just saw the screenshot Uh, i didn't watch much of the clips or anything um but in a quick flash of him and we've seen these kind of scandals before that have ended up coming to nothing so it could be a meme and i want to put that out there that this is not like the most reliable even though it came literally from the source i still don't think it's that reliable (laughs) um speed was streaming and when he was like switching tabs a chat with reddles came up really quickly um and literally the most recent messages was reddles saying um hey like hey bro how you feeling about arju um and literally all speed replied was nope uh for it and so there's a lot lot of hype and speculation from there right of like, of like what that looks like um he people called him out obviously right away and he later said on stream apparently he's like no no, no. he's like arju is on like is he's on the team he's good like he's fine kind of stuff like that but i do think it is important to keep in mind that uh, arju has not yet been signed by mouse the organization so he doesn't currently have a salary he doesn't currently have anything like that so uh maybe they have stuff for subs i don't really know but uh, i know for a fact he has not been signed to a professional contract yet so he could be cut in a heartbeat so uh keep that on your radars for now i thought he looked good uh again i was i was watching a lot of lawler and uh, i think again lawler made a, a really good take and saying that for some reason and i noticed this too the casters were like expecting this like godlike play out of arju when he's literally a rookie like he has zero professional experience he has zero rlr rlrs or rlcs experience other than being the sub and yet we're being like he's got to be the clutch player and he's got to be the one to to make these plays and he's not doing it and like did he make mistakes especially in the rv series yes like like they he he doesn't look perfect but like why are we expecting him to like why is that our expectation when he's playing with literally one of the most veteran players of the game and a player who has proven to be at the higher level of the game as well in speed and yet we're like yeah why isn't he doing well enough and like what what's he doing like mm, like give him give him some time to settle into rlcs a little bit and and then we can make a good kind of um judgment of him like he literally came in as a six-man sub and yet we're comparing him to the likes of like scrub killer and first killer and all these rookies and justin coming in being like these are the clutch rookies like he doesn't need to be he was a sub like let him let him be a sub let him prove his worth and then then we can talk what that looks like so uh, i just want to highlight that again because i think lawler had a really good uh, take on that mm-hmm. um i, I want to say on arju like he definitely is a very good player and he does have the ability to pop off and be that like the big man uh, that does everything. Um, but like you're saying, he doesn't have the RLCS or RS experience, so he can't really be expected to be to always be that man like you can for the uh, you know traditional uh, rookie of the year type uh, player. Um, and also, he's on a team with Cooks here and Speed, who Speed is like very much this pop off player who's going to carry the team. So I don't really know what's happening there, um, but. On the actual uh, rumor, my thoughts on this are because it was Reddles and Speed who are known to be two very big memers. <laughs> I'm very skeptical. Wow, right, right. No, I agree. That's where my head went to. I'm completely, completely with you. Yeah. Like those two are just the ones that I would expect to have, like to put this out 
basically for publicity or for like just to to mess with people like i I don't know which it is probably just to mess with people but like those two are the my first two names that i would go to (laughs) um i think we're good with rls ss uh lazier you got anything else that you want to talk about there in rlss no no it was uh it's nice to have like regular rocket league tournaments uh Mm -hmm. it's it's nice to have something to watch so that's that's really it yep that's actually a very good point. Um, speaking of regular tournaments, a completely random tournament that happened last week. Let's tournament with, well, not tournament, but yeah, show no, match. you keep on attorney. I'm like, man, it's not attorney. It was one series. I know. <laughs> For some reason, I keep on thinking it's a tournament, but like, it's just a show match. It's the, the one between Flipside and I Buy Power, the original, original squads, not the uh, grand finals, finalist squads sadly pseudo original um, squads like not the like it's like not even like original 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 <laughs> so before they were even flip side and i by power that was original squads um, so th- they played um you know a little bit exciting just to see them play again but how did that turn out for you guys <laughs> well can, can i get a combo steak first because like for me without the nostalgia of it i <laughs> It, I think there was almost too many people on like commentating on it. That, that was a huge complaint for me. No, I'm keep going. I'm totally with you already. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it was like I left was trying to do too much. Like I think he was trying to do a little too much at, at the same time. I think it would be better if they just had a two man uh, group that had nothing to do with organizing like the people. Um, mm-hmm. I think that yeah, I was surprised better. he didn't bring in just like li- literally anybody, right? Like to, to actually like real RLCS casters to to just two guys like you do your thing, and then like I like that he had Verge there and stuff. But like, why not just be a panel between games? Like just run it like a normal RLCS series, like we all are used to watching with a little bit of hype and and leave it there, right? Like that was like, kind of where my head was at, right? I I don't mind the like kind of you know like homey feel, um, but I think. I think for a one-off like best of seven series, especially with like it was like two thousand Canadian dollars at the end. Mm-hmm. I think people would have liked a little more realism, seriousness, and hype. So yep, I, yeah, I'm I, with you. I have nothing. Um, so like I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, it was fun kind of seeing Gibbs try to <laughs> play. <laughs> um, apparently, they were saying like apparently he's so zoomed out now. He's like, I don't know any mechanics, so I might as well be zoomed out so I see the play, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I like that, um, but. But uh, no, it it was it was nice. It was like I think maybe if I had nostalgia, I would enjoy it a little more. But I, I think overall, it was not. It was not like goofy enough. Like if you're gonna go goofy, like go all the way goofy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of this weird mix between like trying to make a serious tournament while also trying to make it goofy and they like yeah. w- they would go into comms and it just wouldn't work that was a little weird yeah i like i, I think a really really cool idea what executed a little weird i agree with you there too no yeah. i love we always just rip on format we never we so rarely talk about the game these days for things but but I, like ultimately i'm happy we do because I, I keep saying it like we are at currently with everything going on in the world we are at a point where like more people probably than ever are currently watching esports and things like rocket league so like we got to make a count right like we got to make it and we got to make it look good at the bigger level less on left uh, at the end of the day but yeah i don't think uh, i don't think yeah. there's any people that are randoms not. watching left yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no yeah i so i speak for my end like with the nostalgia factor um didn't even feel the nostalgia factor truthfully uh it's literally like unfortunately all these guys are still slightly relevant on the scene like in some capacity like like i still see them tweeting or or things like that so i 
I, it didn't feel like, I think for me, it was built up to be what I would relate to, like watching like an alumni game in the NHL of like mm. watching guys like Wayne Gretzky and all these guys get on the ice and getting to watch like these legends that like we grew up watching play. But two things. One, um, it's still super recent, at least for me. And like, I know for been, like the game honestly, has grown. Like, yeah, it's well, only been five years, dude. Right. Like it, it's still very recent. Like it, like I was still, I was in university at the time and like, I only just graduated. So it's really not a, a huge difference to me. Like I still feel like the same human that's still been watching Rocket League in some capacity. Um, so that didn't really tick that, that box for me. Um, as well as it was unfortunately just like not, not good. Like it just wasn't very good play. Uh, and like, can you expect it to be? Of course not. Uh, fun, uh, but like, funnily enough, I actually thought gibbs was not even that bad um in the long run like uh, i was actually more unimpressed with other people on the field but uh it was like i, I don't know i i, I kind of struggled i even like zoned it out a couple times while watching i think um my girlfriend and i were like making puzzles at the time or something while we were uh watching it and like i i was honestly more engaged in the puzzle than the the game itself so uh and like i'm not even a huge puzzle guy if that tells you anything <laughs> so um yeah i don't know like i i really appreciate the effort it's a really cool idea i didn't do it for me i think it did it for some people but yeah, it didn't, didn't, didn't strike a chord with me. So actually, actually to that point, I, I'm kind of thinking about it. Um, I think esports really like there. There hasn't been a game old enough for you to be like, oh, the the you know what I mean, like the, the boomers of the game. Back. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I completely agree. So like maybe CS:GO. I right? say CS:GO like, is my only thought of like if you get like Summit in a show match with other pros who were there in like the first couple seasons, kind of thing. Like that's my only thing that I would watch. But again. That's just yeah. me having a, an affiliation to Summit, I think, more than anything. And, like, just, like, I still, like, I watched early CSGO, and I still don't even feel nostalgic for it yet. So I completely agree, man. Like, it's it's tough with esports right now. Yeah, so, I mean, just in general, like, even, like, you, you look at StarCraft, which is probably the other oldest scene. Mm-hmm. StarCraft 1 kind of came into popularity in 2001. Um, but the thing is... Uh, the people who are the best in the game then are still the best at the game right now. So, oh, are they? Oh, I didn't know that. That yeah, that also makes it very difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, take it. Take a fourteen-year-old kid in two thousand one. Uh, give them twenty years and see yeah, they're true. still dominating. You know, um, but I mean, the big thing in Korea right now, if I may sidebar here, is that um, right now a lot of people that grew up that were eighteen twenty maybe and around the year two thousand are having kids. Um, so there's a resurgence of the first version of the game because they're showing their kids, and that's kind of cool. Yep, I've actually heard about that, and it's kind of funny to hear. Um, but yeah, as, as to the point of no real esports have done that, um, even Melee hasn't done that either, mm. which is about the same time as StarCraft 1, even though it didn't get a full competitive scene un- until you know later. Um, the, the five gods are still the five gods. Um, the only two that would ha- have a chance, one of them is a god at 64, uh, and the other one has just disappeared off the face of the earth. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's not really anything to to say. Um, it's kind of kind of weird. I wonder when that'll actually happen. When we'll we'll start to get real nostalgia with like tournaments that we or uh, esports players that we grew up with being mm. like, oh, now we're the we're coming back for the show match. That's why, like, I want to see, I want to see, like, 40-year-old Kronovi way down the road if the game is still popular <laughs> playing, right? Like, that will mean something to me instead, right? Like, or, like, a, a, imagine, like, a, a Kronovi cooks your 1v1 in, like, 15 years. Like, that yeah, Like that, that sounds amazing, yeah. right? But, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not even close just, to that yet. I can't believe that they wouldn't be pros at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, just, in 15 no, years? Not. Yep. They've been there the whole time. They're going to stay. No, there's, there's, there's no leaving. Both on their way out. 
<laughs> yep, it's never happening. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's not really too much to say about the original uh, original teams facing each other, other than it's kind of what we expected. Um, I will say I'm happy that Leth tried new things uh, with how it went. Exactly what I want um, to say, too. Yeah, like even hearing from both of you saying like you haven't even seen it in your kind of like previously respective esports, then that, like I, that even actually makes me a little more impressed with Leth. But like this was a pretty unique mm-hmm. idea, which I really appreciate. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm really happy that he did do it, and with the uh, tournament format and like how he tried to do the casting and all that, I'm I'm really happy that he tried to do new things. They didn't pan out too too well, um, but you know, experimentation uh, is super important. Actually, if now that I think about it, the closest thing I can equate, and this was actually a giant event, this was like 2012, 2013, is mm-hmm. um, all the the closest thing that I could imagine to like legends coming in is they had all the Brutor players, so StarCraft 1 players. Um, there was like a point where like Kespa had allowed it, or maybe the the former pro... There was just like a change, and so a lot of them actually came to the new game. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when that happened, it was like so hype because they were like people from the original game were going to face off the people who are really good at the new game. Um, the thing is, I think there was only... There was only a couple. Actually, no. There, I, I guess I guess there was one or two pros from the former game that actually fully switched over. Uh, but ultimately, um, I think the game was so different that that so that that it didn't really work out the way people thought it would. Um, but the point is that it was really hype because it was you actually had all these people that like I had never heard of, um, and were like, "Oh my goodness!" Like every, you know, the commentators hyping it up, and I was actually really hyped because it was like this crossover, you know. Mm-hmm. um but yeah mm-hmm. so that's what we got there um for the next little rumor section surprisingly um going back to rumors we have two more combo talk about the next one hello uh um, yeah the uh so this is this is like of anything only one more rumor the other one i just put there so i've remembered it um uh, ah. this rumor is the uh is super super speculation but um apparently there are some insiders saying that uh wsoe has proposed another uh rocket league major uh and so they are hoping to make a return and so for those who maybe missed wsc wsoe um or like just didn't watch it or don't even know what it is um it, it, i think it's the world series of esports i think is what it, it stands for if i remember correctly um sounds and right. so sorry sounds about right yeah and so that sounds like uh, someone trying to be bigger than they are that's all I'm saying. but and that's exactly what it is so they they try to ride this line of i i truthfully think they run it like the their the style when i watched did you guys watch wsc back in the day were you still watch, were you watching at that point yeah, yeah, I'd watch yeah. a couple of WSOs. Okay, yeah, I would say that was during our podcast era, wasn't it? I swear. Um, yes, yes, like, yeah, when yes. the, the Rocket League one was. Um, so anyways, so the, for those who don't know, they, in my opinion, at least they run it almost like MMA or like UFC in a way where it's like this, like their style of the desk and everything feels very like um, pay-per-view style. Like you're, you're just seeing this event today and today only, like that kind of style, which I, I love. Like I think the hype that it brings is really cool. And then last time, they, I think, were one of the first majors, if not the first major, to 
try to run multiple uh they didn't do multiple streams but they did multiple games at once um which then initiated (laughs) the multiple streams that had a lot of complaints it also had a lot of love i actually really liked it um because i'm someone who like people know by now i'm very critical of like i want to watch the best rocket league only so i really liked that they would leave a like meh game to go to what (laughs) looks like a better one Like, like i was super on board with that because i i honestly looked at it the way i would watch like football uh when i was really watching a lot of football in university where it was like on a sunday afternoon there's a lot of there's several games going on that like me and the boys are all trying to watch and so we're, we're constantly flipping between screens and and be seeing what's going on and we're following on our phones like what the scores are and stuff like that and like i really liked that um a lot of people really don't they just want to be able to sit on their couch and and watch right and see what they're watching and so um it it does it's definitely preference based so i'm curious if they do make a return what they shoot for uh i honestly think they should keep it in my own opinion of that like i'm i would like to see now that we've seen different majors do like multi streams or like different styles i want to see what people think of it now especially since we've grown uh i would say a pretty sizable amount since the last wsoe so um yeah, that's uh, it's uh, funny. The the two like big storylines from last WSOE that I'm hoping we can see something similar in was that that was Speed's first major when, when he filled in for <laughs> Flipside and then like made a name for himself and now is is a very notable player. Um, and that was the last uh, win ever for Flipside as an org within Rocket League, which was exciting. So, uh, <laughs> which was cool. And so that that I think was the only nostalgia hit I've really had in terms of watching Rocket League was it felt like I got to watch Flipside like win a major again, which was very cool and like uh, I really enjoyed. <laughs> that from uh season two but yeah that, that's the rumors i don't know if you guys have any thoughts there but i don't know i'm excited for wsoe to come back i saw the yeah. saw the name and i was like oh this is this is really good do you guys <laughs> think that like do you do we have any speculation as to what's happening with rlcs for the next season nothing because it kind of feels hush hush you know it i actually completely agree it does feel very hush hush my i i luckily this this game can run i think generally unchanged in terms of league play right because it's all online um which is nice so i think the start will be fine my guess is why they're being hush hush is because they don't want to talk about anything about the next world championship yet until they have a better scope as to what things look like would be my guess at least that makes sense yeah yeah yep i'd probably agree with that I'm excited. Um, the other only yeah. thing I was going to bring up is not a rumor, but I just put it, uh, it's almost like a little combo section, I guess. Um, I don't <laughs> know if you guys saw this, but uh, yesterday, Rocket League tweeted uh, to settle the debate. Um, what is rule one? Uh, is it to keep the ball up at zero seconds or is it locking with a car bumper to bumper? Um, curious. Have you, did you guys see the tweet or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Oh, you did? Okay. So I one, did, yeah. what are your opinions? Uh, zero, what's your opinion? What's what's rule one? Listen, we came into the game later, so for us... So you're Zoomers, it's it's bumper to bumper? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, okay, cool. What about you, Alex? It's definitely bumper to bumper, Mm -hmm. and the biggest reason is because keeping the ball up at zero seconds is rule zero because it has a zero in it. So I completely agree that that's where my head goes. And uh, my, my fellow RL boomers probably hate me for agreeing. Um, because literally like, if you go, if you go to the tweet, man, all the replies are just pros being like, you guys are all zoomers. Like you're not OGs like saying this and stuff, but like, man, like I, so I, and I remember, like, I, I remember the first time I ever heard of rule one was that it was keep ball up at zero. And I, I believed and said that for a while, but then I've just, honestly, it's just, for me, it's just numbers, like more people. And we've seen it. And I'll, I'll share that what it goes from, uh, with the tweet is that, 
that it was at 68.2% of people voted that locking bump, bumper to bumper is rule number one. Uh, so officially rule one is bumper to bumper, which I agree with uh, as uh, luckily all three of us do as well. Um, but yeah, no, I literally only changed my mind because I saw more people saying rule one was blocking bumper to bumper. I'm like, makes sense to me. I was like, I'll call it rule zero then because it's zero seconds. So um, I'm on board. <laughs> um, so, uh, but then some of the replies are really funny. Like some pros, like one was like rule one is actually spamming wow after getting demoed or like um or like this one i like doomsy i like really uh what's called related to where he says rule one is when a goal is scored you have to aerial into the goal ramp and drive out of it to get on the replay (laughs) and i was like yes i was like i used to do that i still do that all the time where i'll drive in and out of the net or whatever there's a goal scored so yeah it's funny but yeah there you go uh anybody listening the official asap take and the rocket league take is that rule one is locking bumper bumper so Mm -hmm. there you go (laughs) There you go. It's settled. (laughs) (laughs) Debate settled. No more talking about it. I'm also so sad it wasn't 69%. It was so close. (laughs) It was so close. I mean, our 69th episode too, you know? Oh, true. (laughs) Nice. Wow, why don't we have jokes, man? We should have been firing jokes throughout this whole thing. I mean, I I hit you right in the beginning. You missed it. You did. You did. (laughs) I think I missed it. Oh, wait, no, I remember it. I missed it, though. (laughs) Um, I think we're probably good on that then. Right? Sure. Yeah. Anything to talk about? No? No, I think We're it's good, good dude. <laughs> okay. Um, so to everyone in our welcome squad, we thank you for continuously supporting us. And a special thanks to our roll call tier. tier. Uh, wow, that's very hard to say. You, you had Go two blue. tiers in that one. <laughs> yes, I, I did, but it was, it, something sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, so we have Gold Blue Mason, Mife, Paint, Tim Chew Barker, Relentless, and Psycho Mop- Mopco. Well, that's harder to say than I thought it was. <laughs> so, psych. Uh, so, welcome to, uh, or shout outs to all of you for the, being on the roll call tier. And thanks to all of our patrons. Um, so, from me, Combo, and Lazero, we wish you a wonderful next week. And, and a Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs>